ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, ages, and those visiting from the shadow realm that wish to listen to our podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. This show's frontman and main host. Well, folks, uh, depending on who you want to talk to, those who follow Greenwich Mean Time, those who follow Eastern Standard Time, those who want to follow Podbean Time, or if you want to translate the weird rumblings from my space heater keeping me warm, it is, either way, it's Wednesday and thus time for the main episode of the week that features me and Sasha the Princess of Darkness, talking about random shit. Sometimes, or more often than not, drama. But still, nonetheless, we talk about a lot of random geeky shit and stuff that we like to go into. Uh, so therefore, today, you'll hear me and Sasha talk about some local stuff that's going on, some local drama, local weirdness. Shut up, train! It's Wednesday! Podbean says so! But... I digress. We talk about some local drama that happened, you know, that I had and, you know, wanted to go into really brief and so forth and so on. But the main bulk of the show that you'll hear is the standard Florida Man story and drama from the Video Game Awards and a whole lot more. But uh, you'll also hear me cut in because uh, there's a few things that me and Sasha forgot to do, and I'll you'll hear me when I cut in, but either way, it's a new set of uh, show ADHD type stuff that we tend to do, as well as a bunch of old show ADHD type stuff that we atypically do. Either way, what more can I say but to keep this quick is, hey George, cue the music and start the episode, will ya? We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. Shock and terror with Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, and Chris, the Martinsburg Madman, in Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness reboot. So what do we got for this episode? What's on the agenda? Oh. We had the two things that you wanted to bring up from last week. Um, what was the two things from last week? I forgot. I didn't write them down. <laughs> uh, I forgot too. Uh, I know. I, I wanted to bring up. We got to start learning to write this shit out right ahead of time. Oh, fuck um, that. We're not professional. Somebody has to make believe that we're a professional. <laughs> I was only today's years old that I figured out I could cre- increase my Instagram base by looking at the people with similar content to mine and then seeing who likes and comments on their page and just start following them. I've had Instagram notifications all day as a result. I might have to do that with mine, see what's going on so I can increase mine. A yeah, little but bit my more. content's a little different than yours. <laughs> ah, true. <laughs> uh, at least for the moment, uh, we can also <clears throat> cut. Uh, if I get the 
gentleman on. Uh, I'll bring it up with him because it relates, but we could talk about it too uh, because it happened Monday, this past Monday or Tuesday, something like that. It was the uh, uh, VGA Video Game Awards with all the uh, fucked up shit that's been happening around that. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, you know, uh, because this is going up uh, raw either on one of our uh, outlets or at least on the audio side. Uh, folks, if you're listening at home or watching one of our outlets, uh, we're not ashamed of drama. And there's been a lot of drama going on, uh, or at least uh, fanboy, fangirl drama or however you want to <laughs> uh whatever pronoun you wish to use in regards to uh, your fan, you know, fandom. So I'm just this glob. (laughs) So, but for the most part, it, it is, it it is what it is, but hopefully things don't go the way of. And we assure you, it's not us involved in the drama. It's other people. We're not, we're not involved at this time. This is not our fault. <laughs> Normally, it's one of our faults somehow, but now... Usually, no. it's mostly mine. <laughs> it's either somehow it's your fault, and somehow I'm t- dragged in on this now. <laughs> the sad part of it is, is the only reason you get drugged in is I'm like, all right, he's the straight man. Let's drag him in and see what he has to say <laughs> on it. And then usually about... I'd say about eight times out of ten, you're on the same page I am. <laughs> or same church, just different pew. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm always hoping for that interesting conversation where we enter that 20% where we have some sort of differences, but nah, we're pretty much on the same path. <laughs> we're not afraid of drama on this show. <laughs> uh, Crap, to keep it up, we're going to be low cows ourselves. Oh, wait, we can't because we probably enjoy it too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know how meta that would be? Oh, we're going to cover low cows that they're going to be covering low cows. It's going to be some sort of this weird nesting Russian doll thing that we're low cows being covering low cows that are covering low cows. Like, We're okay with it. We're all about oh, the yeah. walls. <laughs> oh. oh, by the way, I would, and it's like it's it's gotten to the point, at least on my end, that I <laughs> this past week I was probably unfriended and blocked, and it didn't really affect me that mo- that much. Um, but that whole aspect was, I think both of us could agree. I uh, will put this in the pre-show because I don't think it's main show worthy. Both of us can agree, probably agree celebrities are hypocrites, pure and simple, right? Yep. Yep. And what happened was one of the folks that are, that's on my timeline posted up a uh, one of these uh, quote re- retweets from Celebrity nobody himself, Bill Wheaton. And I'll I'll refer to uh, Bill Wheaton, folks. Bill Wheaton is a nobody. Literally, he's a nobody. He's yeah, only famous. He was Star Trek. He was only fa- he became hit rise to fame because of him being Wesley Crusher on Star Trek. Don't give and me you this. Show you, up on Big Bang Theory a couple times. Uh, don't get 
folks, don't give me this sh- shit that, oh, he was on for a few seasons on Eureka and Big Bang Theory. No, the only reason why he, he probably forced his way, because he had quasi-celebritydom, that's why he became went on Eureka, uh, because he probably wanted to make a comeback. Then the only reason he was on Big Bang Theory is because Star Trek. Star Trek. And when you listen to folks that had interactions as fans to him, he's an asshole. He's a little, he's a narcissistic asshole. So sad. And and therefore, because he's a narcissistic asshole, he's the perfect person to play in Big Bang Theory because he hated the main, and I would say him playing himself as a narcissistic asshole, poking fun at the, the main nerd characters on the show fit perfectly but either way he um he was making fun of whatever elon musk was saying at the time and you know like and this guy and his little posse were making fun like y'all know you know will wheaton's a hypocrite right they're like, no, he's not. You know, he's not a hypocrite. He's the, you know, he's one of us. How do you know he's a hypocrite? I'm like, I'm like, what evidence do you have? I'm like, do I look like a fucking cuck? Am I a cuck in regard, regards to this shit? Is my name Dixie? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, you know, am I a a, a, a cuck? Uh, am, I, am I somebody with no fucking life that has to Screen grab every single one of his tweets when he posts it out in replies. Save them to and organize them in a folder so that way I can prevent you with present you with evidence. And chances are you did that, they wouldn't have gave a fuck. Right. And I said, besides, what evidence if I knew somebody that covered his hypocrisy that you wouldn't either a say that person is a alt-right conservative or claim that because of that person being alt-right, I'm alt-right. And I said, I'm not defending Elon Musk in any way, shape, or form. I'm not a cock. You know, I'm not I'm not this dick-sucking, you know, fart-sniffing asshole that has to, again, or that one troll that has to follow Will Wheaton just to copy <laughs> and, you know, screen grab his tweets that he does on a God knows how often. And they didn't want to hear that, so I didn't like, oh, because you don't want to. Here's one person, I don't know if they're all right or not. Here's this, it was a 22-minute video about Will Wheaton's hypocrisy. I said, let me guess, you or your friends are not going to watch this shit. Yeah. And notice that I posted that, not even 30 seconds later, he posted up something, said, oh, but you said he he deleted my post. Or hid my post so I couldn't see it. So I couldn't figure out what the contest context of my post was. Because he asked a question. So I couldn't clarify it. And before I could clarify it, Facebook was tell- telling me, oh, we can't find this post. Which meant either, one, the post was taken down, or two, I was blocked. So since... I knew the person's name. I looked it up. I can't find him. So I'm blocked. I'm unfriended and blocked. So you know what? Fuck him. You know? Because that, that is a thing. It, 
And what I mean by alt-right, like um, people that are considered alt-right conservatives, uh, there's a couple of gaming channels that are considered alt-right conservatives because of what they cover and what they say. Um, the quartering is considered alt-right because of what he covers. Tim Pool is considered alt-right because he's what he can, uh, covers. It's like, so if I use any of those sources that have brought up there, somebody's hypocrisy, whoever uses that as a evidence is, is considered alt-right. No one is like us where you won't yeah. call me alt-right. It's like, I know what this person's stance is, but there are times I understand why someone like Tim Pool says, well, if you try to argue somebody and they laugh at your evidence or what you say, they're a cultist because they don't want to hear your shit. They just want to hear what's in your exactly. bubble. They don't want to they don't want to talk about it. They they're so ingrained. they don't want their echo chamber disrupted. Right. They so therefore it's they don't want to talk or debate it. And therefore it's a cult like behavior. Just like Christianity. <laughs> I rather worship the fates. <laughs> At least I know what I'm getting into. Yeah, and it's not the you know minister. Uh, uh, and, what is it? Uh, choir boils. Yeah. Heard one too many jokes about that. <laughs> no, it's like if I had my chance, I knew somebody that was um, a. You know why they call it a rectory? Now you do. <laughs> but one of the main things uh, it's like she was wicked and it's like I had people ask me it's like uh, like ask me it's like if you did hook up with her uh, what you'd have to say to your folks because they, they knew that my folks were at least my mom was diehard Catholic meaning if I dated yeah. somebody that was wicked she would have had a shit fit uh I would have been like, Mom, sit down, shut up, you know, just be happy. It's the person I'm seeing is female. Shut up. You want grandkids it's or a not? human being. She it's actually a, exists. Yeah, She's like, from Canada. She, <laughs> I'm not your buddy, pal. I'm not your pal, friend. <laughs> you know, the old joke about the Canadian girlfriend that doesn't exist. Yeah. But uh, it, it's one of those, like, listen, it's, uh, it looks like we could go longer tonight. Uh, no D&D. &D, so. Um, so it doesn't matter. We could strut, talk as long as we want. But it, it's, they don't mind. But even my mom. Canceling D&D on you. What is up with that? Uh, no, just that uh, one is under chemo and uh, oh, trying to get better. Um, a lot of the weird hours and, you know, doing shit. They, it's not like it's a common practice at D&D. If it didn't get canceled, we'd probably worry. Uh, it's like, what's wrong? We're doing this on a too regular basis. Why aren't we canceling more often? But so it, and so I'm not worried too much about it. I'd probably do it. If I was actually seeing somebody, I'd probably be canceling a little bit more often too. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like everybody else's excuse isn't because of Nookie. Mm -hmm. 
I'm having sex with my girlfriend. And if one of them didn't say Mary Palmer and her five sisters does not count out. <laughs> we that, are not that, that that would be the world's worst excuse for not having D&D. <laughs> We can wait till you're done. We we got 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like, we can wait. That gives you an extra 25 for cuddling, at least. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, because most of the geeks be like, no, no, we can play Dungeons & Dragons afterwards. Um, I want to smell your dice, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just to oh, be sure. But- and by the way, folks out there listening, uh, America, you have a lot of catching up to do. Germany, currently, we're 10 days into December, and Germany is kicking y'all's ass. So, for what? Uh, download so far, audio-wise. Germany is up to oh, 42. Oh, okay. Uh, Germany is up to 42. The states here in the U.S. were only hovering around at 34. So, America, you have some... <laughs> You have some explaining to do, lazy bums. Come on. Florida, come on, catch up. Oh, and these are one of them hats that uh, Josh Berkey from Victims and Villains is selling. You know why they're so cool? Oh. You know why they're neat? They're only hand-knitted. But check this out. The ball is removable. And it reattaches. And they make it with... They make it with magnets, too. This one's got a snap, though. I don't like this one as much as the red one that I lost. I need another one that's, like, red and then black and has got the detachable ball. But with magnets. Because <laughs> magnets rule. I'm, one, I'm going to hell. Two, Sasha, I, should, I laughed way too hard at that than I should have. I honestly, I, I my did. My ball is detachable. <laughs> now you understand why. <laughs> I'm like, oh god damn it. <laughs> oh nah, thanks. thanks to HRT, those things are nearly non-existent. <laughs> like, god damn it, I shouldn't have laughed at that, but it was fucking funny. Oh uh, but yes. I'm... Go to victims and villains, get yourself a ball hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a great cause. Oh, I'm sorry. Mental I'm health. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, mental health is a thing. I laughed way too hard at it. It's like, Laughter's the, the best medicine. Is, ball is removable. Oh, dear God. Sasha, this is, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could find what I did with that red one. I miss it. It was like red and then black, and it had the magnet. The snap is okay, but I like the magnet a little better. How do you spell Louisiana? L O U I S A N N A. Here we go. Uh, let's see. How far off was I? L U L O U I S I A N A. Okay. I N A. Don't seem right. I A N A. I A N A. Okay, I was close. I missed the I, and I had an extra in. 
I was rewatching Army of Darkness. And I know that I'm an evil person because you know that whole scene where he he can't remember the words and he gets to the N word and he literally says, "Oh, I know it was an N word." I'm busting out laughing. <laughs> like, don't do it, Hash. You'll get canceled. Like, no, no, no. Back it up. That's <laughs> not your word. The skeletal demon comes up. That's not your word. <laughs> oh, my, my favorite was I was scrolling through uh, TikTok, uh, and they were talking about the word ginger, and it's like, well, if you uh, squirt, uh flip the letters around, you can come up with the. The infamous word, and the the their friend who is of a darker skin type was like, "No, you need a," and he's like spelling it out in his hand. He's like, "Son of a bitch!" And it's, and it's just like, "See, yep, mm-hmm. Ugh. we this are going whole, to... You're not gonna find anything in Louisiana this week. You're better off with Florida." Also, we need to stop encouraging the Germans. (laughs) Maybe they're curious. We're setting a too high... uh... A lot of my new followers are Italian and German. (laughs) Says a lot about them. Okay. Uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Eh, Doesn't sound that mm, aspect. Title is Cuba thwarts terrorist plot by South Florida man who arrived by jet ski. Doesn't have that weird. No. I mean, because, you know, there's always tons of Cubans in Florida. <laughs> and them suckers show up on man-made rafts. Now, this might this be something. The jet ski. <laughs> jet ski. This might be something. Florida man arrested after hurling sausage at his brother. Intrigued or not? I'm just trying to figure out why he would throw sausage at his brother. Like, it just seems so blase. There needs to be more context than that. Alligators in a bathtub? Sure. That's Florida man material right there. Oh, he was just drunk. Yeah, we we you could just change the state to any state for that. It's got to have that added little something, that little extra sprinkling, that salt bay kind of scenario. A little bit of spice weasel, bam. <laughs> I like how they had include they had had to spec the article had to specify emergency rescue responded to the home and washed the victim's eye out with saline solution. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it's like uh, you need something a little bit more potent than that. Oh, we could. Okay. This is as of two hours ago. And it's kind of, I won't say show, show worthy, but it correlates with kind of our theme. We have a theme today? A I don't know how general we're, we are, even though you are a the harder most our hostess with the mostest, but we are generally a geek show. Uh, 
But we have here a Florida man who went viral for Joker face tattoos accuses GTA 6 of using his likeness. Yeah, we can go with that. That works. Everybody wants that sweet, sweet royalty money. Let me do this. Give me my video game paycheck. I want to send you to give you an idea what this guy uh, looks like. I'm sending you a screenshot. Probably use his image when I do the promo and put everything up. Is he trying to look like Ghetto Joker? Probably trying to look like Ghetto Joker. Nobody likes Jarrett Leto Joker. If uh, if you are in the other camping, you like the Ghetto Leto uh, Jared Leo Joker, please let us know by at least using the Podbean app or Good Pods. That way we could hear your side of things because at least on Good Pods, I could see who posts up the comments and on uh, Podbean, I could see the comments as they come in. So let us know. And if you want to address my hatred for it, you can reach me at email F-U-C-K-Y-O-U at gmail. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Or send it to longcoatmafia at gmail.com. We will read your letter, your email on air, and depending on our mood, probably make fun of you. <laughs> so. But the subtext of the previous email would still apply. Right. <laughs> oh, God. I just looked at my desk and some of the backlog I have. Oh. I still have to post a video of uh, last week's episode up on my YouTube. I'm in the Slack at last week's and put it up on put it up on OnlyFans and then throw it up on YouTube. And then this week's will go to OnlyFans as soon as it's done. Because mm. my boys be hungry. And it's like, hey, hey, birthday weekend's only eight days away. Not even eight days. Say it's Sunday. My birthday weekend starts in five days. Except, of course, that first day is going to suck. I got a doctor's appointment. And I got to get blood work done. I've got to have an infusion done. And I got to get pumped full of shots and boosters. So I'm already feeling great. And then I got to go yell at the DMV. Because I figured when I updated my gender marker last year, they gave me a whole new license with a whole new five-year allotment. No. They just updated my gender marker and charged me $35 and sent me on my way. And so I have to spend another $35 to re-up my license this year. I'm like, you fuckers. Well, next year when I visit probably my endocrinologist, I have to kind of speak to him in regards to find out exactly. I know what he's prescribing me, just how long that prescription is supposed to last means is it supposed to be a 30 day supply a 60 day supply 30 day 60 or 90 day supply because what happened um early for a little context early september i have i take or say i'm supposed to take this daily and folks at home um, I can't pronounce this current med, but um, I used to take its equivalent called Lantus. It's it's pretty much insulin, additional insulin yeah. from my body. And back in uh, early September this year, 2023, 
I went to refill this particular brand of insulin and they told me it's too early. You have to wait. It was like late August early. You have to wait until like the 19th of September to refill this. I asked them why I'm all out the hell. They said, well, there's the pens we give you are 30 day supplies. And we gave you two pens that 60 days. And on the 19th of September, your pen, that's when it was supposed to run out. I waited till the 19th, refilled it, then waited to the end of October so I could actually make sure if it was just on me or defect with the pens or what have you. Well, earlier this week, I should, I should say Thursday, this past Thursday, I refilled this after two months, a little over two months of use. All right. And went to Walmart uh, to pick this up and pick up my Ozempic, which is a one I'm sure all of you have seen the commu- commercials on TV. Um, they told us they handed over me a one month supply of Ozempic. Watch at the end of. Uh, December or whenever it runs out. Oh, you're supposed to wait another two months. Well, you only gave me a one-month supply. Um, But they were telling me in regards to this, oh, you have to wait until the 19th of December. Uh, Why? You gave me two pens. Well, it's an 80-day supply. You only gave me two pens. When I Mm. tried to refill this back in early September, you told me you gave me a 60-day supply, and the pens only last 30 days. I waited until the 1st of October to start using my pens when I last got these. And I only had two pens, not three pens, not, you know, two and a half pens. What happened? You know, oh, we have to, they had to, they realized that they, they done fucked up. And therefore, I want to speak to my endocrinologist and hopefully we could get everything transferred to a place down here in town. That's closer and won't fuck up the way Walmart does. Because a lot of times Walmart, uh, my doctors have faxed over prescriptions to Walmart and Walmart just looks me dead in the eye and go, we haven't gotten shit. And when I speak to the, the farm, my doctor, the doctor's office, they're like, we sent the shit over. Yeah, they're telling me they didn't send, they didn't receive shit. So... Somebody's fucking up somewhere. I'm saying, well, welcome to the medical bullshit that happens. <clears throat> if not, I, I'll t- when I since it's roughly the same spot, I'll walk over to uh, uh, because one of my my general practitioner is in uh a medical complex and they have their own in house pharmacy. I, it could be easy enough. When I go to see him, just walk in the uh, pharmacy and say, hey, well, the, you know, I have this. What are the atypical copays here for? Is it like $3, $4, $5? What is it? If it's 5 bucks, I'd be like, fine, 5 bucks is fine. What's the convenience of me coming here? It's simple and easy, and I'm willing to spend the extra 2 bucks just for less hassle, and I'm talking to somebody that's not a fucking idiot. Yeah. And not going to look at me like, Durr. We don't mm-hmm. know what to do. 
you know, pharmacists get like that. I hate to say it. It's That's not why so I go to the pharmacy that's like attached to my doctor anymore. That's oh, you're you're talking about one that's attached to your doctor. It, I'm talking Walmart, which is an extra level of stupidity. Yeah, well, my mine like now since like I go through Keystone, I just go to the pharmacy there on the premises. Zero problems, but I've I've uh, I've basically um you know, done away with going to Walmart because Walmart has treated me like crap and have literally asked me questions as to why I'm on certain medication. And it's like, uh, my doctor gave you the script. Fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not here for your judgment, you know. I'm here to get my meds and go. <laughs> And it's like, the only reason why I have my meds coming here is because, strictly, I have other shopping to do. Hell, I've had, like, a CVS once refuse to fill certain medication of mine. As you can imagine, and guess what kind of medication it was? Because of the pharmacist's own ignorance, and so that's why I go to Keystone. Because I've had zero problems there with them filling anything, you know? And the the only plus side of me going to Walmart were, outside of picking up my prescriptions that I needed was it allowed me to pick up uh, base cards for my Xbox and base card for like a truck, like, uh, uh, excuse me, Xbox Live core cards for my uh, uh, console and track phone card for this. So now Willow was on there last night. They, we're trying to port over like some other maps from Doom, just see if it would work, and it did. So, you say Doom? Doom, yeah. Okay. You know how they have like, that snap map fe feature? Yeah, the they have the uh, aspect of like make your own maps and like. Yeah. I, I don't know if uh, they have made maps on, on. So. Oh no! It does. Um, they, they had made maps on the PC, and they were just porting them over. Which was so, kind of neat. Was Willow, ha happy, Willow happy about it? Yeah, because they just wanted to see if it worked. So they could snap it over and get it into the store if people wanted to download it. So. Did they, did, uh, uh, let me ask, first ask this. What's Willow's pronouns? They, them. They, them. Yeah. Um, did they, uh go through the map to make sure everything looked okay first because i know yes. with uh yes okay because i know that's usually like the issue with uh uh the i don't know i think because i don't know about the um, doom's mechanics in regards to map creation i know uh three fourth like the master chief collection has a little bit of wonkiness to it that if you save it or upload it then download it sometimes a couple of things are off a little bit sometimes yeah, because they even were checking to see if they could edit it just in case, and they were able to do both. Even if you make like a, a quick, quick and dirty, shitty map in you know, um, one platform, that way you could see if you could transfer it over and see how it looks. Right. Yeah, that's what essentially they were doing. So if you saw any logins, they do they do that sometimes with um, Minecraft as well. I don't have. Um, I don't think I have. Uh, Willow's account on 
at least under my friends list. So, yeah, I'll have to get it to you. So I, that's why it's like I didn't see, you know. Okay, I was gonna say if you saw them logged come... in, that's why. Uh, but I think the they logged part... in or their account. So, yeah, it's their account because let's see, not even the only account that I have on mine is yours and I think I just I think I I hopped on it briefly just to because I was checking settings and making everything was okay yeah, yeah, because no, that was an cool. update and um I just popped through it and but other than that it ha- wasn't I didn't know I would have noticed Sasha is logged in. I'm like, wait a minute, Sasha is logged in? But, and I would have known it was uh, you, strictly you, if it was like Fallout. Yeah. That's where I'll go first thing. But, I didn't see that, and I've been using the Burner account more so because I want to, folks, I am trying my hardest. I, I think over the past two, three months, I've been playing, I've been using the Burner account as a kind of means of playing games straight through so everybody sees the achievements and all that pop up. And it's the same account that I put on, initially put on the system that I gave to Sasha so they could at least get in there, do what they needed to do and and they, I mean, both Willow and Sasha. That's, I know, as somebody like myself, as an old head like myself, that is not fully, fully politically correct. Using they them is still very hard. As a yeah, yeah, it takes some time. At, you get used to as it. an individual individual pronoun. It's weird. It just feels weird, grammarly. No, I mean, always think of it this way. If you can't identify the person, you're going to go with they, them, you know. Like, if you see a car with blacked out windows, uh, unless it's like Kit or a self-driving car. But even then, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking too many questions on that. I'm like, boss, can I have a drug test? I just saw a car just drive itself. (laughs) I need one now. (laughs) They're out there these days. In Florida, all you see is knuckles. Yeah, because they're passed out. No, it's just that you have a little old person that's like five foot nothing, you know, you don't really see anybody driving. You're like, what the fuck's going on? And that way, if you don't see anything... I'm just in my radiator. I'm not going away. I'm still here in the room. Raining and I'm sweating. Uh, probably because I'm late on my meds. Oh well, shit happens. Damn it! Now I have this problem again. Uh oh, what happened? No, it's just that I've been using the earbuds for so damn long. I forgot about the issue that I had with the uh, headphones and the uh, mask. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry, I was looking at light up shoes. He was like, oh, I want another pair of them. So I was looking at the remote for the light on my desk. Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's 2 is already in the work. 
and so the director is returning. Huh? So I heard. Amongst yep. other things. Oh, I do have another thing for... And it's uh, Evil Dead related. Remind me to bring it up. Okay, we can do that. I yeah. picked up the director's cut the other day for pretty cheap. Which, uh, the, uh, 20, um, what is it, 2012, 2013 remake? Yeah. Uh, I don't really consider it a remake. Oh, uh, Evil Dead or the... No, Evil Dead. Okay. I want to say it was 2012? Maybe it was 2013. Yeah, it was 2013. The one directed by um, Fede Alvarez, the guy who's doing the new Alien movie for Hulu. Which, um, they've already released some information on that. That's going to take place between um, Alien and Aliens, so that's kind of cool. And we're getting a TV series for Alien. But personally, I think that 2013 Evil Dead is like highly, highly uh, overlooked. Because a lot of people are like, ooh, that shit isn't in it. And technically, he is, just like Evil Dead Rise. Technically, he is. Anyway, want to get this show on the road? Yep, might as well. Choo choo. Lemon face. Lion face. Lemon face. Lion face. Oof. It only works on video. Yes, yes. <laughs> Poor audio people. Get OnlyFans. But only when I feel like uploading. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> and bug us in regards to putting shit up on our YouTube uh, videos. Yeah, I gotta figure a way to link your account to my account so like, I can cut out half the work. Just be like, there. <laughs> <laughs> highlight one of your videos on my page however the hell that would work <laughs> mm. alright whenever you're ready sir hey, where's your beard what what, what happened beard? to your beard I thought it hung out a little bit it did. you got it covered like up this time oh, okay there it is it's just so dark in there I can't even see it dramatic pause we took the dramatic pause over here instead of over there because we didn't get a chance to do the intros. So that's Sasha, the Princess of Darkness herself. I am the Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, main host and frontman of the Long Coat Mafia podcast, the Internet's most hated, least listened to, and supported podcast on the Internet. And from what I can tell, Sasha has something to say. Sasha, what is it? All right. <clears throat> Lumser, I'm bored. What plaything do you have for me today? Oh, we return back to the SK system, ma'am. Down to our usual haunt in Florida, where something, well, relates to kind of the overall umbrella theme of our show let me take this thing off please yes. folks at home do not be afraid of the images you see and something Beware the man behind the mask. mask and remember we are not responsible for any medical condition if you once you see the person behind the mask 
Yeah, this is our cold opening for Scream 7. Because <laughs> we got to recast everything. Future drama. <laughs> Christopher Lumberaz. We don't know. The don't killer? Know. The killer? We're just going to reveal him because it's not going to matter in 20 minutes. <laughs> right. You guys already it's... paid, suckers. <laughs> and all it is is going to be... And the movie's just... The next Scream is just going to start Windsor, I'm bored. <laughs> and I don't I don't think anybody really owns the rights to this mask. I think that's no. why they're gonna get it. I have it in black. I was looking at one the other day, it's in like blood red. I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool if I had some black highlights into it. Yeah. But the infamous article the Dollar General mask, what do you expect? Who owns <laughs> right. the rights to Dollar General? There's some uh, sad well, artist out there going, oh. Well, they don't, no one really owns the rights to the ghost face mask. And um, because they didn't really, the makers of ghost, this is, I think, coming from uh, uh, Matthew Lillard. He's like, yeah, they needed a mask for the movies. And the ghost face mask is the only one that didn't have any rights attached to it. And therefore, it was. And they're making bank that those folks, so it was like a win-win. <laughs> here, here is my conundrum with the Scream franchise, and it bugs me. Bugs me because even in the continuity of the series, it's called the ghost face mask. But the only person who utters it is uh oh, what's what's Sydney's friend's name in the first movie? Uh, I forgot. But she's the only one who's like, oh, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. And she gets killed immediately thereafter. So where the fuck did they come up with Ghostface? Because canonically speaking, the person who keyed that phrase is very much unalive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, article does come out of good old Florida. And the title is Florida Man Went Viral for Joker Face Tattoos Accuses GTA 6 of Using His Likeness. And folks, um, if you're listening to this or watch, I'll probably use this gentleman. You'll see his image or his face in the thumbnail or the promotional thing on our Instagram to get an idea what this is. The best gentleman I can describe it is is if it was a mishmash of Jarrett Leto's The Joker meets Heath Ledger's The Joker, but with <laughs> tattoos, it, it it's bad. People, it's it's not very good. It's 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's either the uh, no. Uh, yep. Please do not disrespect Ghetto Joker like that. Like that. This is either the Wish version or the Timu version of. A ghetto joker. <laughs> Wish <laughs> Timu's got some quality products. <laughs> Transformers KOs for super cheap. But anyway, this I like even how uh in the article they put quotes around Joker. Um it says the Florida quote unquote Joker whose mugs, mugshot went viral for his face tattoos, has accused Rockstar Games, the maker of the Grand Theft Auto video game franchise, 
for using his likeness in the latest iterations trailer. Well, you've seen the trailer, right? It, it's bits and pieces. There. It's out there, but I guess some from some of the stuff uh, I've been seeing, like somebody's been suing in regards to face tattoos. I guess this is that gentleman. Um, yeah, but there's so many people with tattoos all over their face. It's like they can make they could be making reference to anybody. Hell, when GTA, I think it's five, came out, that act, uh, one actress decided, oh, they're using my image because they, I was taking a, uh, a photo that was taking me in a bikini making the peace sign, and they used a per, uh, person with blonde hair. I was blonde when that photo ta- was taken, and GTA used a, uh, Rockstar used a, in their, in their image, a blonde, busty woman in a bikini making a peace sign. So it had to be me. Like, oh shit. Oh shit. So let's get the money because Rockstar is a multi-million dollar, billion dollar uh, game franchise. But either way, says the of the GTA 6 trailer on Monday crushed previous record for most views of a non-music video in the first 24 hours on YouTube generating more than 93 million according to variety uh mr beast uh set the previous record with his every country on earth flights for two hundred fifty thousand dollar video uh says after this gta 6 trailers release viewers quickly noticed that several of the scenes resembled famously viral instances in florida where the game is based, there are there's a scene featuring an alligator walking to a convenience store, for instance, and another where, where the police chase a naked man, according to Kotako. Uh, Kotako. Uh, among those was the Politico. obvious... Not, uh, they're saying uh, not Kotako. K-O-T-A-K-U. I, don't, oh, okay. I heard it. Um... Those who noted the uh, noted noted the obvious nods to Florida's unique cultural moments so it was Lawrence Silverman, Sylvian, whose mugshot went viral in 2017 when Miami police arrested him for pointing a gun at passing vehicles in a video posted to TikTok. Uh, Sullivan said, "Anyone who doesn't see this resemblance between himself and the tattooed man in the trailer is out of your goddamn nuggets." Uh, we can't be out of our nuggets. And And nuggets are important, you know. And he he continues saying, GTA, we got to talk. If not, you got to give me like a mil or two. In the video, Sylvan points to a photo of his mugshot next to a screenshot of the trailer showing a game character with with similar face tattoos. Uh, Sylvan continues saying... Florida Joker ain't having that. Y'all took my likeness. Y'all took my life. That's me. That's the person they got their inspiration from. Sullivan says, that's me. Uh, says, uh, following another arrest for missing court ordered psychiatric approval. Yeah, it says right here. Following another arrest for missing out court appointed psychiatric appointments in 2018. To tell folks a lot about you. 
Uh, <laughs> Sullivan told uh, WFLA that his tattoos have personal significance because he sees the Joker character as a rose who who overcame tragedies in his life, similar to himself. That old uh, Lawrence you saw with the plain face, he's dead, he told the outlet. This is the new Lawrence slash Joker. Uh, Rockstar Games has... Yeah, uh, this goes for a little bit of context in regards to like what I was saying. Um, Rockstar claims... Rockstar Games has faced likeness claims in other GTA uh, titles. Um... It's unlikely Sullivan will have much luck in a financial reward from Lock, uh, Rockstar. It was Lindsay Lohan who uh, sued Rockstar, claiming her, the character Lacey Jones, who appears in the opening screen of GTA V, looked, sounded, and dressed like her. Um, and, and that tells you how old the game, you know, five is. Right. It's, it's old like, enough uh, to be remembered from back when Lindsay Lohan was relevant. Right, or just losing her relevancy. And uh, it says here, uh, the New York Supreme Court dismissed Lohan's suit in 2016, finding that Rockstar never referred to Lohan by name or used her actual name in the video game. Exactly. Never used, and never used Lohan herself as an actor in for the video game and never used a photograph of Lohan. Uh, additionally, the court said that in its ruling that even if it found the depiction uh, to be close enough to Lohan, she would not have had a claim because the court ruled the game was a work of fiction and not covered under laws that cover advertising. Further, Lohan's claim that her image was used in advertising materials for the video game should also be dismissed. The court said the images are, are not of Lohan herself, but merely merely an avatar in the game that Lohan claims is a depiction of her. So Lohan, in essence, in that case, made precedent, or that case made precedent precedent that, guess what, motherfucker? Your image or your initial mugshot might have been inspiration doesn't mean it's you. So quit snorting, smoking, or intaking whatever you prefer as a illegal substance of choice and move along. They're not going to pay you shit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Rockstar is owned by Take-Two. And isn't Take-Two also like a subdivision of Warner Brothers? I mean, dude's just opening a can of worms, you know, trying to get likeness rights because he calls himself the Florida Joker. I mean, to me, it's like, Heaven forbid Warner Brothers gets involved because they own DC. It's like, dude, don't 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 be slinging your dick around like that, you know. Uh, take two. Uh, it says here according to yeah, which uh, uh, Wikipedia. But uh, right now, I think uh, think both of us could probably agree that uh take two in this uh in us uh, wikipedia in this instance can be a valid source even though it's at times it could be edited and not really trustworthy but for the sake of this they 
it can be a valid source. Um, take two interactive. And even if software. like take two isn't owned by Warner Brothers, like Warner Brothers could still step in and get involved. Be like, yo, you're flashing around Florida Joker on us, and uh, yeah, that's not gonna fly. You're uh, ripping off our legacies. They own industry video games headquarters founder products. I I don't know, but I. Th- I think they're overall they're owned by. Um, I know uh, the reason why I brought up Embracer Group because they own Gearbox and Gearbox owns Borderlands and T- um, Take Two has worked on uh, co worked on um, Borderlands, so that's why they brought up Borderlands on that. So, um, mm-hmm. oh, apparently but- on this. Uh- on the story, the Loanetta Joker has been made fun of by Roger Clark, the guy who plays Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. But, uh, I don't... Rockstar hasn't the, officially chimed in yet. I don't see it on the Wikipedia uh, listing in regards for... Um, and he basically world. says, Clark, Clark says in this situation, he's like, you know, no, you don't. You don't need to talk to them. They're not going to talk to you. They've had people like you trying to sue them for decades. They are lawyered up, man. They know exactly what they can and can't get away with. If I were were you, I would use the notoriety they just threw your way to your advantage. Capitalize on it somehow. You aren't getting a job at Home Depot with that face. Oh, burn. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you have to figure, according to the Wikipedia article in regards to uh, Take-Two, Take-Two owns Rockstar, which has put out, says here, uh, subsidiaries, uh, 2K, um, or T2, uh, Take-Two Interactive. uh, It says here, um, under uh, subsidiaries, uh, 2K Dynamic, uh, dynamics wise it's spelled a D Y N A M I X Y Z. Uh, Ghost Story Games, NBA 2K League, fifty percent. Nordius, uh, private division, Rockstar Games, Social Point, Zynga, which is the mobile games, and that's it. But yeah, um. 2K has been making a lot of, at least under their uh, Rockstar subdivision, subdivision with the uh, Red um, uh, Grand Theft Auto series over the years. Um, the whole Borderlands was done by both Gearbox and 2K. It says 2K, but Gearbox has done some of it too. That's the weird thing. It's like developers yep. Gearbox, unless they were once owned by. Um, Gearbox was once owned by uh, 2K at one point, Take and two. they discussed. Um, yeah. yeah, and they got sold to the Embracer group. Group, but it's weird. Now, like, there's all it, kinds it, of weird things. But no, just just the fact that a voice actor from a popular like game is more or less telling them, uh, "Go fuck yourself," because other people with more not- notoriety than you have tried this before and have utterly failed. 
Um, now, don't get me wrong. There have been incidences where that it's worked. Um, consider, like, uh, for example, The Last of Us, because like the original um, character models for Ellie look very close to pre-transition um, Elliot Page. And as a result, they had to change the character model. So, yeah, but it, it's one thing. I'm sure there are exceptions to the rule, but a lot of times when I think I've brought this up, you might have brought it up, like how many, it, at least probably me more, more so you, I've brought it up good many times when I've talked about certain celebrities uh, or certain people uh, coming out of the woodwork in regards to, oh, this person, you know, me too'd me. Uh, yeah, you should believe the person that has gotten or put some belief in the person who got sexually assaulted. The victimized, but yeah. The victim up. You should listen to the victim, but my skepticism is when... Look at the case, too. Look at the case. Um, when you have things that are multi-million dollar franchises that are out there, and all of a sudden, this person comes out of the woodwork you have to add the question of why is com- the person coming out now in regards to it. Right. Is it because it's kind of like, just like hitting the lottery and all of a sudden you've got new family relations. You had new clue. Right. About, so and it's the aspect of yeah, Could, could this instant instant incident happened with this person? Yeah, sure. But is the possibility of them coming out now? Is it because the person now that uh, they're, they're accusing has money now or is has fame now. Therefore, they want some sort of hush money or uh, what have you because of this. Or they're jealous because this person is famous now and they want to see that person taken down a fuck ton of notches. So... Yeah, that's always going to be a case. But that's not and- to say that like certain victims don't deal with the trauma silently for right. a while and then come out later. But this is a whole different type of thing. Right. So somebody right. saying, yo, it's me in that video. No, right, no right, it's right. not. Right. But and even if it was parody law, boom, done. I'm just saying I was just using it as two different examples. Hopefully they correlated a little bit. Um but it in this case, no, it it's the it's weirdness of it's cut and dry. Uh, there is no way. He wants a paycheck. Yeah, that's all he wants is a paycheck. Um, See, if I was Rockstar Game, I, I'd be smug. I'd send him a copy of the game, make sure it's a system he doesn't have, and then send him the money to go buy said system. <laughs> Bye. Oh, you want, him to all- pull, <laughs> you want him to pull an actual rose, don't you? Yeah. No, wait, do you yeah, remember that whole do you remember that whole incident? No, incident? I don't. Uh, basically uh he went into I think a Best Buy. He saw Guitar Hero on the shelf, saw a slash on it, picked it up, brought it home so he could play it. Not only did he buy the a game for I think he owned an Xbox and bought the PS, whatever the PS PlayStation version was, like the PS3 version. 
that's number one. Number two, the game was already out for well over a year at that point, if not two years. Yep. So he had to exchange it for the p- system he had. Then he had to, uh, when he found out, it was like, wait a minute, they used my songs in this. They weren't supposed to do that. Yeah, I don't think he won that case either, but. No. Like, how'd you, it's like the game's been out for two or three years already. You missed your, the boat has sailed on that shit. The window of opportunity is gone. But, and I think with that little bit of transition, with that article over, we could, Sasha, if you want, we could step over to the one thing I was talking about uh, in the pre-show with the VGA. Because it does okay. tie in with that and with you brought up with the voice actor. Uh, we had a couple of instances with uh, happened this past week that because the video game awards happened, I want to say this past Monday. And the first thing I want to talk in because it ties in with the article I talked about and Sasha bringing up the whole aspect of a voice actor. Uh, in it, I'm sure some of you out there that are in the video game space might have seen uh, a lot of videos popping up on TikTok and YouTube and the whatnot involving this. And that is. And the fan base has been split. Um, voice actor uh, Christopher, I'll, I'll say now, I don't know if he's done any uh, live action roles for a while, but I'll say voice actor for now. I'm sure he doesn't mind being called that. Christopher Judge, who acting wise, uh, actual acting, physical acting wise, is best known for his role as Teal'c from Stargate. SG One, mm-hmm. and is now known for his voice role from God of War as Kratos. Right. He was, a, I think, a presenter on uh, for VGA. He came out, and his spate. Uh, I'm going to put a folks. Here's a pause so you could hear what he said. Editing Godfather here, just to hop on real quick to give you a little bit of a context of what you're about to hear. You are going to hear Chris Judge say what he said at the Video Game Awards, but the only clip I was able to find and be able to download in its entirety was one on TikTok that had a reaction tied to it. So you're going to hear the commentator kind of... uh, putting in his reaction to it so please forgive that and i kind of took out the tiktok little sound and added a little bit of my own at the end so you know it's over so just wanted to let you all know that but again the clip is in its entirety in regards to what he said now to the audio clip memories of last year mr pacino forgetting to thank my wife the fuck Boy? Mother... All right, all right, I get it. I get it. I'm not gonna stand up here making long speeches. I'm gonna stick to the script. No eight-minute speech like last year. But fun fact, my speech was actually longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. What? Damn! 
Yo! <laughs> uh, another company I'll never work for. Yo! Uh, I'm here to present the award. But for those of you out there, for the sake of this recording, what he pretty much said, as stated in the sound clip that you all heard, he states that, yeah, my pretty much to the fact that, yeah, my speech ran a little long, but it's still longer than the campaign in Call of Duty. Ooh. And Ooh. the whole crowd, and the whole crowd was like, like your reaction, like, oh. Oh, and I'm sure, folks, if you heard the clip, you, you would have heard the whole aspect of what the crowd's response was. Was pretty much the same response as what Sasha had. It was like, Shots oh. fired. Shots fired. And he's like, and in his response after that, as folks at home, you would have heard, it's like, he states, guess I'm not working for the um, Activision now. So he's uh, like, I, I think it was like, again, if you heard it, rewind this, play it back to when you... Uh, like something in the fact, like, guess I won't be working for Activision now. Something along those lines. And what happened was the developers had a developers had a shit fit. They they're like, oh, oh, at least we have more of engagement with our games than God of War. And the fans were like, oh, even Mister Mister not Mister Beast, um, Doctor Disrespect was like. It's like all the, the shills and the people who play Call of Duty were like, but our Call of Duty is like, we are, all Call of Duty now is multiplayer. That's all it is. That's is all it? it is. That's it. That's it. And the latest release is modern the remake of Modern Warfare 3, which I think had a short ca campaign. Everybody bitches that it's a short campaign or the campaign fucking sucks. And there are people that like don't like to play multiplayer of Call of Duty. They want to play a actual campaign, and they bitch that it's only two or three hours long, not four hours long. Where yeah. where most campaigns are at least ten to twenty hours long. Uh, a lot of good games are more than ten hours long, and because you want to explore every nook cranny, do every side quest, you know everything else so and the thing is christopher judge bless his heart man you gotta love the fact that he did one did that jit dig and he did it with a smile on his face he knew it was a joke and it was a joke and it was the most honest dig ever ever i'm like dude good for you man good for you Way to call out the developers. That's how, you, and then one of the things the developers are like, how dare you do this at the video game awards? Yeah, dude, seems like the perfect like, place. It's the perfect place. It, you have direct contact with everybody. It's the perfect platform to call fucking people out. <laughs> and right, because nobody's expecting thing, it. And it's the. The ones that are either showing for the company or the developers that are like, well, we had you know, like hardships. Well, they're not, he didn't call you out as a programmer. He called out Activision, which means Activision should have made you guys or gave you guys the budget 
for any longer campaign. Something that the folks in the Call of Duty community should have said, fuck, we need a longer campaign in this, so folks do play a campaign. Not something that's shitty two hours long. Nope. And the other thing that came out of the Video Game Awards, the VGA, was the, uh, like in the movie industry, they have that uh, uh, movie of the year, whatever it is, their game of the year, the game that won was Baldur's Gate 3. Uh-oh. And the fan base that had the biggest fucking conniption was those who played Spider-Man 2 on the PS5. Mm. And like, and like, from some of the fo- things I've heard, it was like, that was coming out of the Spider-Man 2 community. It's like, well, we should have won. We were the better game. We were, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And we never heard of Baldur's Gate before. So what's this Baldur's Gate 3 game? Like, that's what, that's one, why you lost, and two, why you're bitching. Because all you're doing is playing one stinking game. And, yeah, I could... Makes me sound like a, a hypocrite. It's like I, I'm here a lot of times talking about Borderlands and everything else, but I I do play other games. <laughs> At least I try other games, and I'll yeah. play it. There's you know, uh, but my favorite go to, my favorite world to go to is Borderlands. Some people it's Halo, some people it's Call of Duty. Doesn't mean that it's going to be game of the year every single time. Spider Man's not no. going to be game of the year every single time. Uh, and also, quick note, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, the Steve Ditko estate might be getting the rights to Spider-Man. So a lot of people in the comic book industry are, at least the fan fans, are kind of keeping an eye on Marvel right now to see how they handle this situation. Because they might be doing changes or leaning heavily onto the Miles Morales universe. Nothing wrong with Miles Morales at all. Just that we want to see how a lot of the comic book uh, community is going to see how uh, Marvel reacts to this loss in a way and see how, what changes are made. Because um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how Marvel adapts because we know how that rolls. Right. Uh, you've seen similar when um, the uh, I think it's Simon and Solster. Uh, I'm not sure what the names are, but the people who created uh, initially created um, Superman, their estates got hold of the rights to Superman, and therefore DC decided to um, change everything up in regards to the comic book side and if and when they reverted everything back to the uh the original uh version or similarities to uh, original similarities to uh their creation they had to pay the state so much money and all the um tv shows and aspects that you've seen on tv whether it be uh lois and clark or smallville the the state had to get um credit or and everything else they had to have money so we'll see we'll see what happens 
Indeed. So a lot of interesting things are happening. So it's and the thing is here here I said in last week's episode, it is a December tends to be a slow news month. Uh, regards to shit coming out, so you have to kind of, yeah, we have to dig a little bit to find the shit, but sometimes, um, if anything, drama's the best shit to talk about, because it's interesting, and a lot of people... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Sasha did mention about uh, I think in the pre-show, you talked about Evil Dead. Now, yes. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this article, but I saved the article just in key, uh, over the past week. I'm like, hmm, this could be interesting to talk about next time we speak. And the article was Bruce Campbell confirms Sam Raimi's plans to release new Evil Dead movies more regularly. Comes from Collider. Once every 10 years. Right. I guess so. Um, it says uh, some of the points at the start of the article is uh, Evil Dead Rise was a well-received addition to the beloved franchise, pleasing both new and old fans. Uh, I'll agree with that. It, I, I I enjoyed it. Sasha, did you enjoy Evil it. Dead? It's uh, my favorite one. Uh, it says uh, next point is Bruce Campbell has shared plans for future films to be released more frequently every two to three years to keep fans guessing and avoiding overwhelming them. Um, and it says the success of Evil Dead Rise has made director Lee Cronin Holly sought after potentially making it difficult to bring him back for future films. Uh, but the main article is uh, Evil Dead Rise, the excellent latest installment in the Evil Dead franchise, was released in theaters in April this year. Now that the dust has is settled, Bruce Campbell, the original franchise star and now producer of the series has been reflecting on how the film was received by audience and Evil Dead fan, Evil Dead fan base at large, along with fellow producer Robert Tappert and Sam Raimi. The film was a welcome addition to the franchise, which began in 82, introduced the concept of the Book of the Dead to a new generation of fans, as well as delighting those of a certain age. Fuck you for insulting us old heads. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And so speaking with Collider, Robert Taylor Campbell, uh, Collider's Robert Taylor Campbell discussed his, not discussed, discussed, talked about his joy of the movie's reception when he asked if he, Rami, and Tappert had plans for Evil Dead franchise going forward. Campbell responded to in the affirmative. The good news for fans is that they shouldn't need to wait a decade for another outing, they, but they should start to arrive more frequently. That said, Campbell was keen to stress there was a healthy balance to be found between pleasing the fans and wearing the, out their welcome by overwhelming them with too much of a good thing as has happened in other franchises of late. Oh, I'd say that's a dig to Halloween and Scream, wouldn't you say? Yeah, a little bit. I would. And so I, I understand it's like, uh, let's if we can do it in uh, three years, two years. Let's do it in two. If it has to be three years, let's do it in three years. If it has to be five years, it's five years. Let's make this shit right and give fans time to catch up. Now, not wait every year. That way, there's errors in the shit. Um, right. Instead, uh, no, I'm uh, curious. Where we go next? With it the says here, uh, 
Tannenbaum also shared words of praise for director Lee Cronin, but did admit his fears that the talented filmmaker would now be out of reach following the success of the film, which was the most successful in the franchise by far, grossing over $140 million. Now, uh, I think it just... was only in theaters for a couple of months. And it says here, all the Evil Dead films can be streamed on Max happily. The films include the demonic deck are in this Demonic Deck are Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Armic Darkness, Evil Dead 2013, and the previous mentioned Evil Dead Rise. The only project missing is Ash vs. Evil Dead, which ran for three seasons on Stars before getting canceled in 2018. Let me say this, folks, folks. If you have fellow fans, friends, family that tell you, and now I, the thing is, it. The article says the uh, Evil Dead Rise grossed 160. I hate when reporters say that shit. Personally, I hate it. Um, they are, even studios said, "Well, our movie made X number in world worldwide numbers. Let's say it made 600 million worldwide. Fuck you. No, it did not. Did fucking not. Quit lying to everybody out there." Yeah. I say that because I say that because at minimum, minimum, what that number that you see was like, oh, this movie made six hundred million. Fuck you, fuck you. It did not make that. That's how much the theaters pulled in total. That's the total. Once to get the true number, cut that number in half. The studio. Made three hundred million off that at best. Now that's when you start to look at how much did the movie get made to produce. Let's exactly. in this case let's use let's use Evil Dead Rise as an example. Let's say the movie was made. Let's use um a round number, hundred million dollars, and let's say. Total pulling worldwide was three hundred million. You, know, a lot of people was like, "Well, if it was made for a hundred million, and it made uh, six hundred worldwide, that's great." Yeah, it made money, wholeheartedly, um, because half of that, or it it broke even at best. And some people being, "What do you mean?" Well, if you want to look at it, made a hundred million. It movie was made for a hundred million. A lot of times. In regards to advertising, it's another two hundred million on top of that, at best. So, on the high side, it broke even because we don't know how much the mo- the studios uh, used to promote the film. So it could have been made for a hundred million. Advertising for it was another two hundred million. So, for this to turn a profit. It would have had to break six hundred million worldwide for it to start to make money, and that's not outside of any other uh, studio math, Hollywood math that is out there. Because some movies have uh, grossed like a billion in theaters, and after uh, advertising and how movies are made, it would have still grossed another two hundred and fifty million dollars. But due to 
studio mass, it didn't make a damn dime in regards to it. Yeah. Uh, best example for that uh, or equivalent example would be Forrest Gump because the the author was supposed to get back end stuff and the movie after the theater cut made bank he went to the studio saying where's my cut after this movie was you know the theaters got their cut you guys got your cut it still made X amount of money Where's my cut? And they're like, oh, uh, no, it didn't. We lost money on this film. It's because there are, like, uh, Amblin is my is a good example. I'd say a good example. Even though Amblin is owned by uh, Steven Spielberg, it's, you know, could be owned by Warner Brothers, tied to Warner yep. Brothers. So because it's that, no, no, it, you know, uh, the, <laughs> this that and the other thing so it, we didn't actually you know lose it you know we lost money because of x y and z it, it's it's just i don't say hollywood's a scam it's it's just fucking weird and a problem and hollywood is a scam it is there's so many oh. issues there's so many issues and with hollywood <laughs> That can make, I'll put, I'll make it like this. There's so many issues with Hollywood that it will probably make Sasha look like an alt right conservative. Oh yeah. And I'm willing to say Sasha may not be an alt conservative at the least. Your chance, Sasha might be a little bit more left leaning than she's. Your Sasha, you're probably more left leaning than I am. Probably. That's why me and Sasha enjoy each other's company. We're both. Different sides of of everything. We say that to everybody, and I could get rid of that tab now. But um, hopefully next week, if I have that money, I am going to. You know what? How much is that shirt? I want to buy that shirt. He's buying a shirt. No, uh, I got some Christmas money. I just want to see. I don't know how much. Um. Probably the shipping handle is going to be fifteen dollars. I'm not going to have uh thirty five. Basically, a uh, I'm sure Sasha saw my post on Facebook like a few nights ago. Um, Sasha knows I like the weird. As much as I like me and Sasha love an intellectual conversation, and Sasha is holding Grimlock for some weird reason, bright yellow one. But as much as I like an intellectual I'm Halloween com- colors, Sasha uses her Grimlocks to recreate Tokyo's uh, Toho stories. Grimlock being the equivalent of Godzilla. I still need to get the actual color scheme from the movie, but that price tag's a little too steep for me. But as I was saying, I, I tend to like the. Uh, what some might call the nacho chips of uh, of discussion, which is the weird, the paranormal, the as co- those at coast to coast say, the high strangeness that's out there. Um, because it's I fun, it's in- the it because it's fun, it's fun. Who doesn't <laughs> want to talk about ghosts, goblins, cryptids, and all that? Are they real? 
more than likely not, but it's fun to talk about and you know and discuss. And one of the YouTubers I watch has a shirt based on the local legend out in Washington State. And the legend is of Mel's Hole, or the well of uh, that Mel Waters had. Uh, folks, look up Mel's Hole on the internet. You're not going to find anything. Uh... Given the combination of words, they might find some interesting yeah. things. <laughs> Uh, if you dig deep, if you dig deep enough, you will wander <laughs> into Rule Thirty Four territory. But um, the T-shirt that the one YouTuber, um, I'm going to give him a shout out. The Y Files, check him out, show him some love. Uh, he talks about the paranormal and the weird, and gives a little bit of skepticism to it. So that's why I enjoy his channel. Uh, his T-shirt reads. I went to Mel's hole, and all I got was this magic seal fetus. I love it. I love. It. I love the story of. Um, uh, to paraphrase the story, I'm sure we have the um, story of Mel's hole on our. Uh, you know what? I might because of this, folks. See Monday's episode. I'll repost it from. Our end of things, and I might, I'll lean into it. I'll probably hit, get a ding for it, but since I'm using it, I'll probably use it under fair use because mm. I'm using it under context, um, or at least part of the radio broadcast under context and educational purposes. And um, because I think I did an electrical eye. Electric Eye episode in regards to talking about Mel's Hole. And therefore, I'll repost that with the, like I did with another. Oh. I included. Oh, yeah. It was when I posted up about uh, uh, the Philadelphia experiment in our lost, one of our lost media episodes. And I included the. Folks at home on my end who follow Long Coat Mafia podcast know I on Mondays I do a lost media episode featuring the covert cast. And that episode, they were talking about the Philadelphia experiment and Al Bielik. And so I included the Al Bielik interviews that I had in my archives. So it gave context to their episode. So mm. it's kind of it it falls in that area of like uh, yes, it could be copyright. You know, yeah, were those interviews copyrighted? Probably, more than likely, but it could fall under fair use because I'm using it as context as to explain what they were talking about and give further clarity of why they were talking about it, how weird this whole thing was. So it's quasi. I didn't. The episode's still up. I think. Um, I'm not going to give the full two hours to give the full story about. No, I'll give the one in regards to where the aspect of the seal fetus wanders in because it's too weird and hard to explain just by myself. So either way, folks, keep an eye out for that. If not, go back to Monday's episode. I got to look for it, but either way. Either way. Okay. You know, you have me looking up devil's cattle. 
Devil's Kettle? Yeah. You're familiar with that. The uh, set of falls that disappear to nowhere. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like Jennifer's body had as a plot point. Yeah, it's a real place. But sadly, they've already figured out where the water goes. It just flows down further downstream and rejoins the river. Goes underground temporarily. Uh, disappointed to f- hear that. Hey, there's What's a devil's different? bathtub in Virginia. I don't know what the hell that's all about. Because I load the website for Virginia and nothing loads for it. Just a blank splash page. Oh, there it goes. It's loading now. No, I don't want your cookies. Go away. All right. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I get to pull from one of our my archives and use that. Um, I'll have to pull it up on the computer in regards to see how long it is. But what's that? the last time? Uh, last time I posted up about um, Mel's hoe was back in. 2017 um i did it twice in 2017 that is weird 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 but and all of our german listeners are sitting there like oh mel's hole oh a video a video yeah so i'm not sure yeah yeah mel mel's down fetish club <laughs> uh, uh, it was just a replay that I did. I didn't include the stuff. I have everything on my computer. It's easy for me to find. If not, it's on a jump drive. Um, so it it'll be nothing for me to. It's like, hey, folks, we're skipping out on you know the uh the whole. Uh, covert cast and we're going to go, because we're going to be talking about Mel's Hole real quick on the main episode so this is five you guys and gals out there with the contact so it's easy for me to get into a little bit later and work on so so there you be on that you'll get a special seven. episode explaining that yes it's our usual folks it's our usual Monday uh episode because Sasha sends me either the lit cloud link to the files and or when she used to record to our computer send me the files in some way shape or form and because I want something to at least for you guys to hold you over until Wednesday when things are posted you get something on Monday and this is why we put out a lot of Monday content so Amel's Hole is an urban legend that is a bottomless pit in Ellensburg, Washington. So anybody who needs a summary, there you go. And folks, um, I'll probably uh, put up the provide in the description on Monday the Y Files uh, YouTube video, a link to their YouTube video in regards to him explaining it. So therefore you have not just us explaining it the coast and coast update for it and you'll have the this whole big deep dive in a way for all of you to enjoy this high weirdness that i tend to enjoy and love um do i believe about it it's just an urban myth and it's an urban like a local legend um but 
those who've traveled looking for this infamous place and whole um some people just say it's um a cave or a mine shaft or something like that but uh, it's just somebody that created the story and it was weird enough that it captured the interest of many if at best and that's the best kind of stories now always remember it's not the fall that gets you it's that sudden stop there at the end that's about yeah so what else um uh... Yes, what does the Google have for me today that pops up? There's no way it's slow news day. No way. There's always something of interest going on in the world. Well, you have to tell, start telling me to write shit down so I can remember to uh, let you know next like each week. So Did we touch on Furioso a little bit last no, week? No, I think that's one of the things that we wanted to yeah. talk about was Furioso. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because I I see it as it's a prequel about a side character from a Mad Max movie, you know, and that should be an interesting film to watch. But it's George Miller yet again behind the helm, and we know how extreme he is when it comes to like, you know, fuck CGI. Let's do as much of this practical as we can. So we at least have an explanation why it took at least ten years before we got this prequel. So, I mean, I'm ecstatic for it. I mean, cars, post-apocalyptic setting, I'm down. I think this is the first time we've ever gotten a a sequel, a prequel, or however however you want to look at it. A prequel side story. Yeah, um, I guess that's the best way to explain things in, in regards to any character that people have had questions to over the years, whether it be uh, I think people had questions like what happened or how did at least any of these factions get started uh, in this wasteland after I think it has been in come out in the past or talked about or theorized that all this happened after a nuclear war or something equivalent to thereof and you have all these uh, 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 warlords and everything else. And I think this is the first thing that actually might give us further detail and context to the Mad Max universe. Right. I mean, aside from the first Mad Max movie, which was kind of pre-apocalypse, but kind of in between, you know, before everything kind of went full tits up. I mean, it was still pretty tits up, but you could tell there's like a fuel crisis going on and all kinds of other problems in the first Mad Max film. I think with, um, to use, I hope it's a good analogy. The first Mad Max is like maybe the equivalent of Night of the Living Dead, meaning if you look at the Living Dead series, Night was probably the first aspects of everything starting, the whole zombie outbreak starting day it was everything that was it was when things were starting to break down i say dawn was everything breaking down dawn not dawn day was everything already broken down and things you know already has gone to pot 
whereas land would be the aspect of tales of the survivors that banded together and tried to survive. Yeah. Mad Max was things that probably just happened and things were starting to go to pot and where Mel Gibson's character was the person that things were starting to break down. Maybe the equivalent of somewhere rural and things were starting to reach there and things were still relatively normal but starting to break down. Some of the uh, waves of what happened was reaching them. And the second, uh, what was the second one? Road Warrior was the second movie. Yeah, Road Mad Warrior. Mad- That's when things were already, because at the end of the first movie, yes, yeah, spoilers, he left. So it was him actually moving to things where things were already broken down and the you seeing the greater context to the world. And it's just that survival story after that in regards to seeing more of the war um the organized warlords and the survivals uh or civil uh civilization trying to start back up whereas the last mad max movie that we had even though because we don't see see mel gibson's character there's that theory that uh excuse me this max were this mad max character main character is some people said it, it was that feral kid from the second movie other people it, you know mm-hmm. you have all the theories but it could be a continuation for all we know it could be the same character we all uh for all we know we don't know but it'd be fun to figure out some information to buy we'll see i i, yeah, might... I just think it's it's an interesting world and What's that? You cut out. No, uh, it it might be one of those things that uh, I might actually uh, separate 20 bucks and go to the theater before work and see it. Yeah, I definitely want to go see it. It's definitely up there. Like seeing the last one, Fury Road in cinemas was definitely great. And I think a lot of that stuff was done practically. Yes, there was still some CGI, but even George Miller's like, we're only using CGI where we know for a fact if we actually did this stunt, somebody would die, you know? <laughs> and you got to respect an artist who's all about that. That's what's always good to see. And what makes you wonder is, is it CGI? Is it, you know, is it practical? And finding out that it's practical so especially half those vehicles that they made for the movie like there there's a crazy machine shop that turned all of that crap out and like some of the really 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 cool like trucks um like in um the first like in fury road like uh the one that um and morton joe is in it, it can only run for a couple days at a time. And the tank itself, the one the tank treads that uh, the bullet farmer rode in. Yeah. Um, even that was kind of sketch at best. But still you had like, can you make this? Uh, how long do I have? How long do you need? Give me time. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those situations where they're working on it. 
want to say. It might not work for that long, but uh, I think we can do this. It's like when it comes to the Interceptor in all the movies, because I've sat down and I've watched like how they've done the special effects for the Interceptor. Like there was about five or six different cars that portrayed it, and some of them got destroyed. <laughs> Like some of them, it was more or less like this might blow up while we're filming. <laughs> we need to have fire department here just in case. <laughs> when the crew is taking uh, bets in regards to whether or not a car is actually going to blow up, that's saying something. Yeah, because there's been people who's been trying to recover like some of the uh, interceptors from like the movies and are shocked and surprised that they can't find functional ones. They still have to be kind of cobbled together. Like there's a few that like Warner Brothers had as just for promotional material, like to go around to show off that, hey, we're making this movie and this is what's going on. Um, but even those eventually would get reclaimed either by that movie because one of the machines got completely destroyed or for the next movie. <laughs> They're like, I'm not building this again. There's one sitting right there. <laughs> that reminds me of the um, story I heard from a, a friend of mine. I think I told you this, that um, I went to a Duke Fest I want to say 2004 uh, was when the person who played Cooter had two uh, yeah. two shot, two places, one in Virginia and one, I think, further south, if not um, southwest. And it was a bluegrass slash uh, Dukes of Hazard convention. And I was like, you know what? It's it's a nice Sunday. I'm going to take a drive out there. It was beautiful country, and my buddy was saying, "Yeah, if you go, keep an eye out for this particular um, General Lee." And I'm like, why should I keep an eye out for it? And this, um, the nickname for this uh, general, for those of you who don't know, uh, there were multiple General Lees used for the show because every time they had to do a stunt car got wrecked if not totaled in some capacity but they spilt before the show got cancelled he was telling me and I can remember they built a particular General Lee that they nicknamed Hell's Kitchen because the radiator was sitting right behind the driver's seat and the passenger seat because they, the car needed to have the weight in a certain spot for a particular stunt or trick the car needed to do. And because of that, the show was canceled. They didn't need the car anymore, so it became a show car. And I think at that time, Warner Brothers owned the Dukes of Hazard, And the, like a lot of studios, hey, we have too much props. Too much this, too much that. Let's clean some house. What do we do to clean house? Let's put shit up to auction. Give them uh, certificates of authenticity, et cetera, et cetera, saying these this shit is official. Legit, Someone, yeah. yeah, official, legit. Someone bought it and was taking it around to car shows, saying, uh, "See the uh, um, 
one of the original General Lees that was going to be used on the show. It so happens at one of these shows, that car got stolen. Because one of the people there was jealous, or from what, if I remember correctly, he saw the money in this, and because either his daughter was just turned 18 or he knew somebody that wanted to be a model or something along those lines. Either his daughter wanted to be a model, his sister wanted to be a not model, girlfriend, whatever. Uh, he, he figured, what a good way to make money by having this car and his this female friend, lover, sister, daughter, whatever, uh, be that person with this car. So he, they stole it and started to go around with that that particular woman uh, posing in bikinis on photos, calendars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, at events with this car. So the le legal and legit owner of this car, meanwhile, this person was saying, yeah, I own the car, um, this, that, and the other thing. But because there was so much drama between that person and the original owner, Cooner said, if you show up with this car, you're not showing up with this car. I will not let you be a part of any of my events because there's so much drama. But because there was a lawsuit and legal battle, the ending legal battle was the judge state put orders out or the ju final judgment was the person, the legal owner, if the car shows up at any event, he has the sole right to steal it back yeah. per the judge's, judge's order. Uh, so when I went, my buddy told me at work, said, if this car's there, give me a call. Here's my number. And because I know the, if not the owner, I think he knew the owner's one of the owner's friends, and the word could get back out to that person. And I went, will do. Sure enough, he, my buddy showed up for the event because him and his girl wanted to have a day out, and it was one of those nice Sundays for a drive. You yeah, know, and he's like, we got we got nothing better to do, What? so let's go down to this event and, you know, partake in some good bluegrass mu music, some kettle corn, have some food, and meet a few, you know, see some cars, you know. So it was a good day. I had fun. He had fun. But we didn't see the car, but that those people were there with that particular model, if you will, and photos of the car. The car wasn't there. But this, anyway. This is the thing that always bothers me about Dukes of Hazard. And I'm not talking about the controversy. I'm talking about why is it that Dukes of Hazard gets more attention than Moonrunners ever did? Because Moonrunners is technically what Dukes of Hazard is based on. Right. And granted, yes, there's the whole lawsuit with Guy Waldron and everything else, because basically they stole his life and didn't pay him jack shit for it. And because the original car wasn't even known as the General Lee, it was called Traveler, which makes more sense, which because that was General Lee's horse. And it wasn't bright orange and had a flag on it because that's the last thing you want to have when you're trying to evade the cops. Damn thing was pitch black. 
And I, it just trips me out because like the, the movie is basically the adult Dukes of Hazard that we all wanted. Daisy Duke was not a cousin. Um, Boss Hog was the drug runner and prostitute ring guy, you know, in the area. And like they literally were running moonshine and it was hardcore. The, the TV show didn't even touch on what half of moon runners did. And I get it. It's TV. You got to tone it down a little bit. You can suggest tone, that they're doing tone it. Tone it down. Tone it. It's like there's a difference between, oh, uh, there's a, a shit ton of rape and mur- murder and titties. Let's, let's cover up the titties and, uh, slightly back instead of uh, murder let's do at least beat people up that tone it down to but to tone it down from i say from 11 to a 9 yeah that's toning it down or an 8 but to tone it down from a 11 to maybe a 3 so it could be family friendly and you could sell merch to kids (laughs) but this is what i think is funny because like go and do a search for moon runners now you can't get it digitally you can't find it on DVD without it being a fucking bootleg. And you're not finding it on Blu-ray. Because as far as I know, it has not released on Blu-ray anywhere. I've got a bootleg DVD of it. Because I used to enjoy watching it back in the day um, when it would pop up on TNT. Because, you know, you get the really good hardcore car movies from back in the movie, you know, back in the day. And that was one of them. And then you watch something like Dukes of Hazard. And I enjoyed Dukes of Hazard as a kid, but... Like when you watch Moon Runners, you're like, yo, maybe Showtime should have the rights to this TV show and did it right, you know, or Skinamax, because well, trust me, that would have been lit. <laughs> oh, that's the thing with the whole aspect if there's controversy and, you know, uh, despite Dukes of Hazard it, in and part itself, now we're, we're excluding the current controversy over the how the uh rebel flag if you will uh is controversial uh and it's problem the problematic whether it is is not whatever we're not going to go into it here um but uh but still it if that's the case whether you know problems with legal battles licensing that's a whole nother story um considering like uh if some of you are uh, or like, what do you mean licensing and all that? Again, see last episode that we put out where I covered the aspects of the Friday the 13th games not being available anymore to purchase, get, or the aspect that they're, you won't, as of the late, at the end of this year, you won't be able to buy Friday the 13th, the game. And by the end of next year, you won't be able to play Friday the 13th, the game. You can still with the, bots and whatnot. That's about it. So that's if it's, it's pulled or if you're able to download it. Who knows? But you can still get a physical copy and play it. It's it's just one uh, but, thing. Just gonna make sure if it's uh, but here's the thing: is if it's pulled from the server servers and you need to download it, but if you need the if the desk if all the desk does is download the game and tell the servers that you own a legit copy, then you probably won't be able to download it either. Yeah. yeah so it I all depends what... PS4, so I'm good. I have it in my digital library uh, 
for my uh, Xbox. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but at least one one thing's for sure: the uh, I thought it was this interesting yet stupid concept. The uh, Friday the Thirteenth puzzle game was fun, but a little bit weird too. But like, if you weren't, there could be other uh, solutions to the pro uh, problems. But if you were seeing caught or anything like that, well. You're, the game is over. Like, ah, crap. But the game itself, I mean, granted, yes, it started out as like crowdfunded and became its whole separate entity. But if not for Friday the 13th, we wouldn't have the Predator game that's still running strong. Um, you have um, uh, Ilphonic also did, um, oh, what is it? The Ghostbusters game, of course. There was another right. one that they just did too. I want to say they're involved with the Texas Chainsaw game that's getting ready to drop here soon as well. I know there was the uh, oh, and Evil the... Dead. They did the Evil, Evil Dead, Dead yeah. game too. And all of those are still growing, going strong. And in fact, the Evil Dead in and of itself is a feat of magic because you've got licensings and royalty rights and issues with that too. Because look at all the distributor problems that had, like. Like to distribute the first movie, Rami opened up his own production company and distributor for it. The second one, I want to say, is owned by a particular studio. Uh, Army of Darkness was Universal. All the recent stuff's been Warner Brothers. And the TV show was Stars. And even they had to bend some rules in order to bring up certain events that happened. I mean, look at how often they've had to retell the story because heaven forbid they show full clips from the original movies. Yeah, I personally I have Evil Dead the game. I just I touched on it, but it having nobody to play with is kind of makes things boring and just. I have it on PS4. I've I've been playing through the campaign and just unlocking stuff. Um, I also have the Ghostbusters game, which is pretty fun, especially when you get a squad going and you guys are you know. Four versus one, you know, because somebody always plays as the ghost or the haunt or what have you if you're doing multiplayer. But even the single person campaign, like the one that's the main campaign and then the Halloween one that they had not too long ago, it's still available. And they've got something going on for Christmas here soon. And like 90% of the content has been free downloads, you know, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I have the... Uh, the Spirits Unleashed Ecto Unleashed. Edition, which, yep. yeah, I have the Ecto Edition, which has, um, the Spirits Unleashed Ecto Edition will include the game and all four DLC drops from 2023. So yeah. I guess they upgraded me from the regular edition to the Ecto Edition because it has, and it's a free all, upgrade. All, it has the upgrade, yeah. I think the only uh, things that were like limited was the RTV trap, but I think you can buy that now. Like when the game first came out, like you could you could only get it if you pre-bought from certain stores or you bought from certain stores. Plus I have the Ghostbusters video game that remastered, the one that came out I think for the yeah, um, I have that one. 360 so 
but that was a you know basically just a remake kind of sucks that sanctum sanctum of slime wasn't available for it because that was a pretty fun multiplayer game but still it's fun just to go through the game again and i have to go back into it i'm kind of still stuck at the beginning but yeah they lost most of the source code that so i'm surprised they were able able to do a remaster it's kind of like um the whole thing with like um Oh, what's it called? War for Cybertron and the other tra- Fall of Cybertron. Like Activision lost the complete source code for that, and the game prices on PS3 and Xbox have gone up all crazy. Um, because basically Activision wants to remaster it, but doesn't have the source code. So yes, yeah, save your old consoles. <laughs> or visit your trustworthy uh uh retro game shop. Just as long as you don't go with DK Oldies. I don't know. I've gotten some stuff from DK Oldies that isn't bad. Like, I try not to buy used stuff from them, but, like, some of their peripherals are pretty good. Like, I have Um, um, a video capture card from them that works terrific. uh, Just that, uh, in regards to a lot of the stuff, their controversy that happened earlier this year is that, uh, one, a lot of their systems that you can buy are drastically overpriced uh, meaning what's usually uh sold maybe at let's say two hundred dollars actually refurbished they're selling it for three hundred dollars or 350 as a refurbished console and when these consoles have got gotten in and people have opened them up to make sure that they were refurbished they're not refurbished at all they're not even clean at all and the receipts are like yeah refurbished and clean no it's not and there's a sticker on it saying oh if this thing is opened uh you, you, any and all warranties are invalid uh yeah you're doing that for the folks that are idiots so there's there's been so many videos showing the discrepancies and the issues that people have had with DK to oldies on YouTube for a while, folks, just look it up. Feel free I mean, to look it up. Hell, in regards, to be honest, I, I've gotten stuff used from GameStop that's been questionable. I mean, it it happens. Um, granted, oh, GameStop my- had issues too with their uh retro uh their retro games. I'm talking about like uh Nintendo like cartridge games and all that. Because the people at the store or the warehouses never checked, and there's they just take them and just ship them right back out. Now, personally, like, if it's up to me, I, I try to either get from back to the media, which is based out of Winchester, Virginia. Um, I think they have a location somewhere else yet. Um, cartridges galore because they're out of Hagerstown. I want to say there's one down your way as well. And, uh, um, I don't know about that, but but the place that I would normally that I trust and uh, that I know of is Panhandle Games, and uh, I knew them when they were had their smaller location in, in down in the downtown area here in Martinsburg. Uh, they're still in Martinsburg, but they have a larger location uh, further up, like you're heading towards like the Berkeley Theater and all that. Um, they recently 
I think this past summer, um, I think due to faulty wiring, I don't know exactly the full story, but I do know that they had a fire in their basement or the, um, underneath the, the, the store. And I think it ruined some of their stock and everything else. So, but I don't know how much damage there was, but everything's they're back and people are still coming to them, wanting to support them and get, uh, the used video games, the geeky stuff that they do tend to sell, tend to sell. So, hashtag not plug, hashtag not yeah. sponsored. But if they want to throw uh, stuff I, our way, we won't complain. Let me put it like this: there uh, is Pandal. In regards to my end, is Panhandle Games uh, our sponsor? No, yeah. they. I would say uh, I'll treat them the same way I treat uh, Black Dog Coffee. They are our Unofficial, official sponsor, non-sponsor. Exactly. Exactly. Because we give them shout-outs. We like, uh, heck, when I need new controllers or something like that, I go there uh, first before going to a pawn shop to replace my controllers. At least I know at Panhandle, the controllers will work and everything else. And they're a good bunch of guys. I'll support them How first. How does the retro loot and... Um... Back to the media as well as uh, Cartridge's Galore. Like, every time I go in there, like, I'm on a first-name basis. Like, Cartridge's Galore, I want to say I've been into, like, five or six different locations because, like, me and Al will be upstate or out-of-state, and we'll find one. And they're pretty cool. And Retro Loot, they're, they're like, local um, for me, but they just opened up another location in Gettysburg, which is kind of cool. And they they always are like, hey, Sash, this is what we got in. Can we can we tempt you with with more horrible plastic delights? Oh, do you know what, what we keep forgetting to talk about? And we even though we have time to talk about it, um, you know what we forgot to cover a few months ago. What's that? When it was live and happening, the whole incident incident that happened. Um, I'd rather cover it now than next next time we speak. But um, what happened at a Florida uh, elementary school regards to a certain horror movie? Did you ever hear about that? Oh, was it the Winnie the Pooh thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, as and, often and the as... thing is, and the thing is, the whole for the folks. At home, like what happened was this teacher is like, You guys want to see a movie? Uh, they're like, Yeah, can we see the new Winnie the Pooh movie? And I think the details have come out. It's like, Yeah, you guys realize that this is not a Disney, uh, sweet Winnie the Pooh movie for you guys. No, we want to see it. It's a horror movie, but we want the whole class voted on it and wanted to see this movie. And it was a horror movie, and it got back to the teachers. I mean, back to the parents, and the parents were like, you shouldn't have shown everybody this movie. It's hard. They fucking on it. Yeah, it's, it's it's not even a good horror movie, but it is it is what it is. I mean, I, as, as often as I've mixed up Jack Frost videotapes purposely when Blockbuster was still a thing, you know, you purposely rent the Michael Keaton Jack Frost, and then you rent 
the other Jack Frost about the killer snowman. It has a certain carrot scene with Shannon Elizabeth, her first role, by the way. Yeah, mix up those two tapes and then return them. <laughs> Many of Christmas ruined. Many of Christmas ruined. I don't know who was more upset, the horror fan that got the Michael Keaton movie or the family that got the horror movie. <laughs> We're watching a good, decent B-movie right now. Wait a minute, this ain't B-movie. We're watching Michael Keaton. Motherfucker. Michael Keaton do it here. Mm-hmm. This is not the. This isn't the uh, uh, <laughs> snowman movie I remember. The hell! There's not even a death by ice icicle. There's there's no there's no Shannon Elizabeth sex scene with the snowman. What the hell? <laughs> oh God, that movie. Yeah. That's why I kind of thought it was funny. Like, if you watch Afterlife, that's like one of the running gags in Afterlife because um, Paul Rudd's character, Mr. Gruberson, he is the summer school teacher. And like, sometimes he just doesn't feel like teaching. He pops in a movie, but it's always a horror movie. Here's a delightful movie about a dog that goes rabbit and attacks a family. <laughs> Cujo. Later, you see him watching Chucky. <laughs> like, wow. It's like, you're watching, you're showing kids horror movies. And the thing is, no one's paying attention to the movies like, oh my, and these aren't high school kids. These are what, at best, junior high? Yeah, but even then, so, it's, junior high should be able to handle that. Right. <laughs> and they're just looking at it like, oh, really? Wow. Like, Come on, show some emotion. You're watching Cujo. <laughs> yeah. But no, it just, it just, it just kind of tri- trips me up. But to me, it's like, I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> God, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, imagine like back in the day of porn parodies and somebody picks up the wrong Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> But you would have to go in the back to uh, actually find that. That could be still swapped out. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody could have re-recorded over a Turtles tape or something. Instead of watching the 1993 Super Mario Brothers, you get Super Hornio Brothers. Oh, yeah. You know your day just got interesting when Ron Jeremy shows up. (laughs) Oh, now that you bring up Ron Jeremy, he, he's gotten arrested for a lot of problematic shit, too. Yep. But is what it is. Yes. But oh. no, I saw I saw that article and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've watched worse stuff at a younger age. I think if I would have been in that class at their age, I've been like, can we watch a good horror movie? Yeah, at that time, I I wasn't really getting into horror movie, but I was watching horror movie, as stated before on the show. I just knew horror movies equaled tits. And at that time, certain hormones were kicking in, and 
I was watching, but I knew nothing about horror movies at all. So, and I didn't realize that Evil Dead was a thing. Oh, Evil Dead, so much fun. Especially that first one, because it comes off all serious. And then the second one's like, we're going to do the same thing, but funny. <laughs> and it's the second one that I watched. It's like, what is this movie in? <laughs> it's like, do I really need to watch the first one? No, we summarized that in the first couple of minutes. <laughs> We drop about a half of the cast, but we're going to bring in some other bodies to kill. So it seems new, fresh, and interesting. Right. That's why the musical is so great, because it takes the story from the first one and takes the story from the second one and fuses it together to make it just all the more delightful. I said with... When I was at that age, I was still way too naive, didn't know nothing, and plus I didn't know anything about horror movies or anything like that. And... Good chance you probably would have gaslit me. So, uh, yeah, these movies actually happened. I probably would have believed you. So, that's how gullible I was back then. But still, I just knew. Gloria at like 13, 14. (laughs) But when I was starting to get a little bit more into horror, I was actually reading Fangora and uh, other like sci fi magazines to find out a lot more. Fangoria when it was not even in color yet. Can I read this? When it was mostly newsprint. Mom, can I buy this magazine? No. So what am I doing? It's like, Mom, Dad, you guys go shopping. I'm just going to read Fangoria on by the stand. Dad, can and, I get some uh, money to buy buy clothes through the mail? Awesome. <laughs> Rotten cotton. <laughs> Great T-shirts. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, when I I was only allowed to have like, uh, like if I got five bucks from whatever helping my folks run a garage sale, uh, that's all I might have gotten for a month in regards to any type of allowance when I was a teen or anything like that. So all I bought was used books, mostly Stephen King. So, and uh, even my dad's your imagination, yeah, but uh, even then, my dad was like, Why are you buying all these books and all that? I'm reading. It's, I'm reading. I'm learning. I don't, I don't like the fact that you're buying all these books and all that. So, what do you want me to buy? Drugs? No. Beer? Women? <laughs> I can exchange my money for a lot of goods and services. <laughs> right. I am choosing to buy books. I can get them at the library for free if that's a problem. oh but yeah i think that's a good note to close on right we didn't bring up dubby and snorting it so snort your dubby (laughs) if you choose to do that with uh, dubby please use our code lcm podcast at checkout for 10 percent off so all proceeds help us uh support the show and allow us to do things and Maybe at times support other creators. We do have a Amazon wish list in our uh, link tree if you want to help us out that way. So anyway, but I'll I will say this: we we at the show, uh, at least on our end, and Sasha can agree, we will not at any point shame you for not being able to support us financially because 
listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing to our show is equally important in supporting us in our eyes. So if you cannot help us with any financial means, but you can help us by listening and engaging with us and subscribing to us in some form, you're just as good. Get the word out there. Yes, you're just as good in our eyes and be humble with everybody. Sometimes I even offer discounts on my OnlyFans as well as free month subscriptions. So the best thing I could say the best thing I could say is stay humble, be humble. Yep. We're looking for hand ups, not hand outs. outs. That's why a lot of times I will buy something to let you guys know if it's worth your money. So indeed. Well, Indeed. I like to say unpleasant screams, and of course, he's a gamer. A bikini. You have to pass money to find out. Yes, yes, indeed. All right. Well, take care, guys. And now, the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It's a Long Coat Mafia Podcast! You screaming up! Hello everyone, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the reboot slash repost episode. If you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, you can always send them my way at our email, which is 
longcoatmafia at gmail.com or post them in the uh, the pinned post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Long Coat Mafia podcast. All the links are in the description down below. And just to let you know, this is the after show. And with the after show, a lot of what I am about to say or do say uh, is updates, my opinion on everything because when they are posted up on our Podbean account differ slightly at times, so a lot could happen between then and this recording, so I'm going to give you a couple of updates or my opinions on those updates as so be it, so just wanted to let you all know that now, alright, gotcha, this is where... I would normally give any updates, comments, smart remarks, or anything like that in regards to what me and Sasha talked about, or give you guys and gals out there additional stuff that I would like to talk about. But, since I understand the whole Mel's whole chit-chat that me and Sasha had might confuse you, I would like you to download or listen to, hell, hell, I invite you to download or listen to this past Monday's episode, which was not only our Lost Media episode, but it's our fellow episode that we atypically put out, and that episode covers Mel's Hole. Uh, it's an episode me and Big Candy recorded uh, like 10, 15 years ago about Mel's Hole, and it includes, for context, the original broadcast talking about about Mel's Hole that Art, the legendary Art Bell did. So feel free to go back and check it out and give it a listen. It's there for you to do so. But there's nothing more I could say right now other than feel free to check us out, subscribe, like, comment. If you want to do any of that, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks yourself, uh, feel free to do so. Our email is longcoatmafia at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave a message, a comment outside of uh, Podbean or Good Pods, uh, leave it on our Facebook page. Get, send us a direct message there or an email. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the Mafia podcast. All our links and ways to support us are in the description down below in regards to that. They're all clickable, whether it's on uh, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods. Uh, I think you can do the same on uh, Apple Podcasts until they decide to go the way of the dodo. But either way, it's there for you to check out and all that. Support us. If you can't do it uh, financially, as we stated in the show... Liking, uh, sharing, listening, subscribing, all that is just as good. So, whatever you, cho- however you choose to support us, uh, feel free to do so. And other than saying, I'll speak to you all next week and good night, have a safe weekend, is... I'm a gamer, I'm wearing a bikini. See you next time on the Long Coat Mafia.